I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. Britain officially left the European Union today. It's the culmination of four years of negotiations on a new trade agreement between Britain and the 27-member trading bloc. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson formally signed the agreement at a ceremony Thursday and said it means a new chapter for the UK. The treaty that I've, I've just signed is, is not the end. It is, it is a new beginning, and I think the beginning of what will be a wonderful relationship between the UK and our friends and partners in the European Union. The busy goods route between southeast England and northwest France is on the front line of the changes now that the UK has fully left the economic embrace of the 27-nation bloc, the final stage of Brexit. But light traffic over the New Year holiday has reduced the impact of the change. A Eurotunnel spokesman says the majority of trucks won't even notice the difference. Britain left the EU's single market on Thursday night and the biggest single economic change the country has experienced since World War II. The Senate will meet for a rare New Year's Day session to debate whether to override President Trump's defense bill veto. This could pave the way for Congress to override President Trump's veto of the key defense bill, which would be the first veto override in his presidency. The Senate voted Wednesday to begin an official debate on overriding the president's veto of the 2021 defense policy bill. The Senate voted 80 to 12. The Senate also discussed the fate of the potential $2,000 stimulus checks for struggling Americans on Wednesday. Trump on Tuesday ramped up pressure on his fellow Republicans to support his decision to veto the bill because it does not repeal certain legal protections for tech giants. He also opposes a stipulation allowing for renaming military bases named for Confederate leaders. The House of Representatives overturned his veto on Monday. The final passage of the override could come over the weekend. The defense bill, known as the National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA, affirms 3% pay raises for U.S. troops and authorizes more than $740 billion in military programs and construction. President Trump has extended pandemic-related bans on green cards and work visas to large groups of applicants through March 31st. Also, a federal appeals court has sided with him on a rule that requires new immigrants to have their own health insurance. The two developments on the final day of 2020 encapsulate how Trump has reshaped the U.S. immigration system without support from Congress. President-elect Joe Biden has promised to undo many of Trump's actions after taking office January 20th, but it's unclear how quickly and even to what extent that might happen. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican of Missouri, is leading a challenge to President-elect Joe Biden's election during next week's joint session of Congress. The Biden team is dismissing Hawley's move as antics that will have no bearing on Biden's inauguration. More from Public News Service's Mary Sherman. A group of House Republicans and Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley have said they plan to challenge the Electoral College votes from key battleground states on January 6. That's when Congress meets to validate the results in a joint session. Robert Yoon, a political journalist and visiting professor at the University of Michigan, says it's a long shot because the challenge would have to pass in both the U.S. House and Senate. Because the Democrats control the House, it's pretty much dead on arrival. I think it's more of a symbolic gesture to show the president and the president's supporters that something is being done to challenge these results. In addition to Michigan, the group plans to challenge votes from Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. President-elect Joe Biden earned Michigan 16 electoral votes 
taking 51% of the popular vote compared to President Donald Trump's 48%. Nearly a dozen lawsuits filed in Michigan challenging the results have either been dismissed or withdrawn. Mary Sherman reporting. California health officials are reporting that the state's hospitals ended the year on the brink of catastrophe. The pandemic pushed deaths and sickness to staggering levels, and some medical centers scrambled to provide oxygen for the critically ill. Meanwhile, fervent pleas to stay away from large gatherings replaced the usual public holiday calls to avoid drinking and driving to celebrate the new year. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti told CBS that it's up to the public to behave responsibly. Be lifesavers, don't be killers. When 95% of people are doing the right thing, it's still dangerous, let alone when 80% of people are doing the right thing, and it's disastrous. California on Thursday became the third state to exceed 25,000 COVID-19 deaths since the start of the pandemic. In addition, San Diego County said it had confirmed a total of four cases involving a mutant variant of the coronavirus that appears to be much more contagious. I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio.